Previously on Quest Friends Forever. Ellie turns to Stephanie. I've been working on my main voice, just in case somebody over there thinks I'm the Landgrave. Can you, like, not leave me alone and crying alone in the forest by myself? That's where they took your people. Fort Fate, they call it. The artificer says, Come on, weapon. We got a lot of folks to inspect today. We're bringing in a thousand new people tonight. The new crop comes in in an hour, and I need you to be on your game. If we just listen, we're going to hear some glorified cops. Oi, Gilly. Where they got you stationed for tonight, bruv? My basement duty. Oh, uh, <laughs> why are you not in the basement? This long staircase leads down to the ground floor of the basement below. You have a clear view of 450 people. It is all of the people. There were 500 oh, all people of in Remedy. People. You saved 50. This is 450. This is a portal to Remedy. Let's go home. Jolliver takes one step forward, and you hear an air raid siren from somewhere outside. Okay, I'm going to lizard. And I scuttle over to said box. The box containing the device is being rolled away towards the empty field where the crop is about to come in with you now trapped inside of it. The wooden flatbed containing the box that houses the device with capital letters is being rolled out of Fort Fate and down some kind of decline toward the large empty field to the east where this new crop, they call it, will be brought over from the other world. And Stephanie, you are inside this big metal shipping container that is being rolled down this hill, and you are currently a lizard. So, you will now take over the podcast because I have no goddamn idea what is going to happen. Okay, so first I'm going to transform into Stephanie. Okay. So I'm unlizarded. Um, D-lizard, sure. D-lizard, unlizard? I don't know. Uh, what, what's the proper... Um, non, non-reptilian. You're in your non-reptilian form. Okay, anyways, I'm back to my normal form. Mm-hmm. And are you ready, Danny? Yes. It's pretty dark right. in this box because it's a sealed uh, metal container, but you have dark vision, so you, you're good in there. So you got uh, you got free reign. You're looking at this big uh, metal console. We said last time it's it's made of metal. It's got a lot of knobs, a lot of switches, a lot of toggles. Pretty tall. Almost the, the height and length of this whole box is this goddamn device um, with that big red metal crank wheel right in the middle. That's what you are looking at. Okay. I'm dying I'm of anticipation. Going... Uh, thank you. I'm I'm really trying to drag this out because yeah. it's going to be just so good. And I feel like this is going to be one of those moments on the pod where you're just like, oh, my God, that was such a good idea. What are you going to do? Right? I hope so. That would be, um, that'd be awesome. That would be really cool. And if you don't let it happen, I'm going to be very fucking sad. So this is your podcast and so will right our now. listeners. So will our listeners because like we've I'll say. built this this up for a second. OK. Are you ready, Danny? Please do it. I cannot wait okay. any longer. I am going to use my ring of the grammarian Holy and cast shit. rust. Okay. Rust. And what is that from? Uh so that is a cantrip that is supposed to be gust that I'm changing to rust. Oh shit. And my thought process is metal rust and uh you sure. can like and it decays and it's bad and it doesn't work and like it like you ever seen like a really old rusty piece of like metal that is like kind of chewed through with rust? I, I don't know. Anyways, I'm going to let you decide what happens 
Okay. But I am going to cast Rust on this thing centered on the round, the, the big focal point that you have just gone on for 10 minutes about. The crank wheel. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, it's important. That's why I talk about it at length. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, weaver yeah. of dr- I'm a weaver of dreams, so I have to dis- explain the crank wheel to people. That's why I cast it there, so then right. it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the gimmick with the Ring of the Grammarian, we said, is that the, the spell that you adjust, uh, the new spell will be of a similar level, right? So this is not a level nine rust. This will be a cantrip rust. So it's not going to be super, super OP, but it happens. It's going to happen. It's a cantrip. Of course it happens. Um, and not like the fucking device can fight back. So yeah, it happens. So uh, I will say this doesn't destroy the machine. Sorry, the device. It's trademarked. I'd call it the device. Um, this doesn't destroy the device by any means. It's not going to like fall apart from this or just like crumble in on itself. But since you cast it on our uh, our cranky wheel, uh, the wheel itself and the a bit of the metal that is surrounding it in this little uh, perimeter, just you reach your hand out to do this and uh, you feel the ring of the Grimmerian get a little bit warm on your finger as it does. And this wheel and the surrounding metal just fucking rusts over like a time-lapse video of something that's been left out near the ocean, I guess. on Like a penny speed. and coke. Like a penny and coke. It just shoop, and becomes rusted in front of your eyes. Cool. Hoping it would be a lot more, but that's fine. That's fine. Okay. Um, I will say, uh, for the the time you have remaining as you are being wheeled down, I will give you two more actions. Okay. To take, because oh. once you are down there, it's going to be a little harder to do stuff. Okay. What else? What else do? What else do I got? I imagine. <laughs> In the fiction, I imagine like Stephanie casts this rust on the wheel and it rusts over and she's like, okay, tight. And then she's kind of standing there realizing like, oh, I probably should do something else. And she's like doing like thing where she's like rubbing her chin, tapping her finger against her head like, hmm, like what, <laughs> what else? What else do I got? Uh, as you hear the the wheels under you kind of just moving over, they move off the, the stone streets of the fort and now you're on grass still kind of on this incline. Uh, you heard the murmur of a couple gravers outside, but you can't really make out what they're saying uh, just for some, you know, world building. She's going to use her next action to, is there like like a little spot somewhere in there? You know how there's like, I don't know, a machine's little doors that you can like put something in? What do we call it on Val? Compartments? Yeah. Yeah, a compartment. Yeah, there's there's things that'll open up. I mean, you got to get in there to get to the 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 guts of it, right? Like, there's parts that you can take off and like see the inside of it. Is that what you're asking? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you can do that. Okay, I'm gonna do that, and I am going to cast infestation. So, okay, let me tell you what I'm trying to do with this, and yeah, tell me if me. it's gonna work. Um, so I'm thinking, like, because I've seen the inside of Val. Um, I, I know how a little bit about machines. I had DJ's journal, right. Kind of like breaking things down for me. There's wires, there's little components. There's like parts where if they get dirty, things just like a connector doesn't work. Um, see, I'm very good with, um, electronic stuff too, just like Stephanie. Um, I know all (laughs) of the correct terms, (laughs) Uh but so the thought process is if I cast infestation, inside there like i'm sure that that would absolutely fuck up val if 
uh, somebody cast infestation, and then like these little the valve bugs was full like, of bugs. Don't give anybody it any was ideas. Full of bugs. <laughs> That's and actually then, a great like, idea. <laughs> And then, like, chewing on the wires or, like, fucking up the connections and stuff like that. So that's my thought process. It's not necessarily poison damage, like the spell says, um, but that's what I would like. That's what I'm envisioning. Okay. Yeah, I I think that's a fair point that, like, out of all the druids alive in the Petrichor Forest, you, Stephanie, out of all of them, have the best understanding of machines and technology at this point based on your experiences with Val and DJ. So yeah, absolutely. You you would have uh, an idea of how to do this. So infestation is, what is it? Uh, you said mites? That so it says, um, I'm going to read the whole thing because there's yeah, also a couple it. of other things with it. And okay. my other thought is if somebody tries to open it, like because it might be a minute before they figure something else is in there, then whoever opens it is also going to get infested and it's going to cause a whole commotion that might distract. Anyways, okay. so- You cause a cloud of mites, fleas, and other parasites to appear momentarily on one creature uh, you can see within range. The target must succeed on a constitution saving throw or take 1d6 poison damage and move 5 feet in a random direction. It can move and its speed is at least 5 feet. Uh, uh, At higher levels, the spell's damage increases by 1d6 when you have reached 5th level. But so this is going to do 2d6 worth of damage to the guts of this, the weapon. The, the, the device. The, the, the device. My, my bad. The device. I know. It's a, it's, I should have had more specific names for these things. But, you know, sorry. The people of this world should have better names for their things. I don't know what to tell you. I just tell you what they, I'm just the, the vessel for them. Okay. So you open up a com- uh, compartment somewhere and you just blast this shit with mites and parasites. Yeah, at, man. At, at the highest level you can with this cantrip. Okay. Uh, why don't you roll me those uh, 2d6? I don't have a health tracker for the device, but I want to see how effective this is. Would it's- you say that she gets advantage because the machinery is rusted over and its structural integrity has been weakened? Uh, we don't typically do advantage for damage rolls, but I do. I she do could just double that. it. <laughs> uh, we'll I, see. Uh, I don't Eric, mean to say? keep bringing him up on the podcast but vincent d'onofrio is shaking mm. with this it's filled with just cockroaches falling <laughs> out of his fucking jacket <laughs> a pet cat yeah. is that brother <laughs> he's so cool um yeah actually i think david is onto something there because you have such a good understanding of this and because the device is stationary and cannot move and can't fight back and can't do a save we'll call this an uh, an auto crit whatever it is you you crit so double whatever you did I got six. Cool. So you did uh, 12 damage to the the guts of the device here. Again, it's a pretty big console. It takes up (laughs) almost this entire... Okay. It takes up almost this entire shipping container. So again, this is not a thing where you're just going to devour it and it's going to be... Are you okay? I'm going to say that next time I have sex. You don't devour the guts? (laughs) No, did 12 damage to the guts. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That's so funny. That's like gotta, the perfect phrasing for it too. That's so funny. Crush them guts. Oh my um, god, it's so funny. So, it's not going to be a scenario in a cartoon. Up by saying I learned that in a D and D game because that's yeah. when you stop having sex. No, <laughs> I mean, well, these nerds depends are, on the person. Depends, these nerds are sluts. Depends. So can confirm. It is not like a cartoon where like a plague of locusts like go over like a like a a house and the house is just left nothingness right it, it's not going to eat the thing alive but 
you would definitely blast them guts with uh all your little your little creepy crawlies uh and it it uh most importantly more importantly than the damage the 12 damage is that there are just a bunch of fucking things in there now moving around getting getting places they're not supposed to go i think it's more of the effect that we wanted it sounds like to me dislodge some wires like make sure. things a little bit messy um someone's gonna have to go in there and like definitely mm-hmm. do some welding or like clean some of those like you know it's gonna be there's gonna be so much like might poop in there might poop. And, yeah you know Episode 42, might poop. Maybe uh, okay. dead mites too. Okay, anyways, go on. So as you uh, throw these pests inside the device and close it back up so none of them can get out, uh, you feel that the this wooden kind of flatbread thing that you're on being, not flatbread, sorry, flatbed thing that you're on, uh, this endless breadstick, you're no longer on the, the slope down. You have reached flat ground and you feel that you are kind of being rolled now uh, over like, you know, grass and dirt. Um, you can kind of tell you're a druid. So uh, you are approaching, you get the sense that you're no longer far away from the destination. You are approaching the destination at this point. So I would say you have time to do one more action if you would like. It is up to you. So I would say you have time for one more action. And then from there, we'll see what happens. I think that's about all Stephanie can think of to do. Um, Doesn't have a lot of experience with sabotage, um, especially sabotaging these things. So I'm just like, well, time to get back to my friends. And okay. I'm going to turn back into a lizard and get out and try to scuttle before, like, while everybody's attention is still over there. Okay. So you, you re-lizard now. You have been uh, lizarded part due. Um, so you scramble back out of the this big shipping container through the same little crack in the middle that you, you came in through. Uh, okay. So now you're on the outside of this box. I will say that uh, what you can see now that you, you re-emerge is... You are on top of the shipping container now. Uh, You are out now approaching the center of the middle of this big field. There are a ton of gravers out here. There are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of gravers that have begun to form a massive circle around the perimeter of this field. This circle is probably, I don't know, I know it's a circle, but it's probably close to half a square mile in diameter. Like it's, it's this big fucking area they are covering. But even then, they're still packed in pretty tight. They're like shoulder to shoulder. There's like no gaps in the parts of the circle that are already formed. Uh, out in front of you, they're still kind of getting in position out there on the far side. Um, there's no gaps in their coverage. Whatever is going to come through when they bring it through will have a very hard time getting out. That is on the outside in the, in the, the background. In the foreground here near you, near the shipping container, there is another maybe dozen or two gravers uh, walking with this big shipping container. They're kind of like pushing it along and guarding it. And alongside them, you get a good look at the artificer himself and the weapon itself walking side by side, accompanying the gravers and this box out toward the center of this big empty field. Back behind you, back toward town, uh, a lot of the gravers have already taken their position uh, at this half of the circle. So... You are now a lizard, so no one takes notice of you as you come out. No one's like, oh, fuck. But what would you like to do to try to get away at this point? So you said that right now we're kind of in grass, right? Yeah, yeah you're so, out in the middle of the field. You're being pushed over dirt and grass and stuff. Yeah, so I, I imagine that it's going to be a little bit easier for me because there's concealment. Sure, yeah. Um, uh, so I'm just going to scuttle through the grass and head through. Head back toward the fort. Yes. Okay. So you're not going to stick around to hear the speech I wrote. 
<laughs> oh, I'm going to hang out outside of. Um... You could just text it. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> I'm just giving you shit. If you want to leave, then fucking just leave. magic like... text. Send it via post. I was going to go just outside the circle to make sure that it happened and be close enough just in case. That's what I wanted to do. So like everybody's facing inward. So I'm going to get outside of them and then just kind of like do that, like those lizard pushups to see around the feet. Mm-hmm. Right. And lizard pushups. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> so you are going to stick around to see if it worked. Your, your thing. Yeah. Okay. That's more what I was asking. Yeah. Um, Instead of just like, but she's so she's farther away and... towards the outside of the circle. That means if you want to give her speech, you have to do it kind of quiet. Oh well, because she because you're far away and you can't, she can't hear you. The thing is, David, that the artificer can do magic, and he's standing in the center of a circle of hundreds of people who are half a mile away. He's gonna be able to amplify his voice for everyone to hear his fucking speech. People, people with human-sized ears. I don't know if it's that hard, it's a lot harder to hear when you have he's lizard-sized. Gonna ears. be on basically a fantasy microphone, so I think it's okay. But it won't be. It won't be. It won't be calibrated to her. Her. Listen. Okay. I mean, not to big sides, but it sounds like he got your ass, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Damn, fair. he fair. Got, got your him. ass. Fair. Got so, him. lizard Stephanie scuttles <laughs> off the box. You don't even need to roll. You're good as a lizard. You're good through grass. Uh, you scuttle off the box down into the grass. Nobody takes notice of a fucking little lizard running around. They're all distracted, puffing their chests out, being being bad guys anyway. You you run through the grass back toward the fort and you you get out of this perimeter. You get out of the circle of gravers. You just you scuttle under one's foot. They don't even notice you. You pass under them and they're talking to each other about, "Oi, bruv, can't wait for for BS tonight in celebration, bruv." Whatever the fuck they're saying. Um, and you you make it through their feet and you pass out of this circle and now you are out of the graver perimeter. You are not back in the fort yet. The fort is still a little bit away because they took it, you know, they took the box out of the fort down into this field. You can see the lights of the fort. You're not that far, but you're not back in it yet. So uh, are you going to stay a lizard? Are you going to hide in a bush? Are going to climb a tree? What are you doing? I'm staying a lizard and I'm okay. doing my push-ups. Okay. Like if shit, if shit hits the fan, I don't want them to be like, who's that guy in the back? Okay. Um, she's so think- incognito that she's losing herself in the character. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. This is like the the far end of method acting, right? That's what's happening right now. So as you reach your your spot to do your push-ups, your push-up spot, uh, the circle you see on the very far side, it's pretty far away, but your perception's like a million. You see the circle close. The circle of gravers, they have met now on the far side. It is a full, tight circle. And the uh, the device in its shipping container, the shipping container itself is rolled to the, the dead center of this, and it comes to a stop. Uh, and the gravers surrounding it kind of take a step back to give it give it a little bit of room, and you see the artificer in his his luxurious uh, red suit that he is wearing, kind of strokes his his big old beard for a second, and he uh, he he taps the side of the shipping container like uh, you know like a guy who's proud of his car like look at the, look at this baby look what this baby can do kind of thing, and then he he lifts a a wand in his hand and he presses it up against his his throat. Uh, to amplify his his booming voice to address this crowd of gravers. Today, we take another big step through the hallway of preparation towards the door of conquest. And you hear uh, some cheers and some applause from the gravers. I mean, you're right there. You hear them clang, 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 clang as they clap their, their metal uh, gloves, greaves. What do you call this? Yeah. In just a few short months since the first successful test down in Remedy, this here device, my device, 
has helped our most honorable landgrave grow her armies and workforces by an exponential nature. We've brought in new recruits from the other side by the hundreds and sometimes thousands. Thousands? Oh, yeah. We just yeah. received like a couple hundred people. You also Remedy. made a Borat joke. Maybe maybe that was subconscious and you didn't realize I you did it. don't think I did. My um, device. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. No, that's not what I did. How he was taking, much? He was taking ownership. It was exposition to let you know that this is the guy that built the device. Which Very in case, nice. in case you didn't know that yet. <laughs> my wife. Okay. <laughs> Today, I am pleased to announce to all of you fine gravers that this new crop will be the last one we bring over for the foreseeable future. Uh, when he says this, there's a, a stir kind of among the gravers, some 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 hushed excitement, some whispering back and forth, some chatter like, oh, so what? What? Last one. Blah, blah, blah. Um, the artificer kind of just uh, smiles. He's a little far away, but you can tell he's smiling. Um, and he kind of just lets this, lets this sit for a minute, lets the tension build among his, his crew. And he says, That's right, friends. Our scout on the other side has identified a particularly densely populated area for us. So with the numbers that this crop is about to give us, we will be ready to begin our incursion. This announcement brings big cheers from the surrounding crowd. Uh, all the gravers are like, holy shit, yeah, we can do it. We're, we're going to start, yeah, woo. Big cheers, big whoops. There's some of the guys high-five each other uh, near you, Lizard Stephanie. They're stoked on this fact that they are ready to begin their, their uh, incursion, as he called it. Uh, and again, this this excitement grows, and the artificer lets it sit for a minute. And when he speaks again now, he is almost uh, shouting like a like a coach giving a rousing speech at, at halftime of the big game in a movie, uh, swelling to a big conclusion. And he says, "So I hope you are ready to wrangle this new here group together, because it's time to go out there and take our glory." And the crowd is hooting and hollering now, throwing their swords in the air like it's a graduation. They're fucking stoked. But then they quickly regather them because it's time to time to party. Um, as he sits and lets these cheers kind of wash over him, the artificer uh, lives in this moment for a second. And then he walks over to the shipping container and you see him undo a few latches and undo a few locks. And he dramatically pulls a pin that is uh, holding this metal together, pulls it out. And the four walls of the shipping container all just fall at the same time to the sides, revealing the device to the crowd of gravers, who again, hoot and holler. They're loving this. They are bad guys. They love all this evil shit. And he kind of does a sweeping like motion toward it with his arms like, huh? Eh? Yeah, you, you see this? My device? Yeah. They're loving it. He doesn't react right away. There's nothing uh, obvious damage to this. It's not like cut in half. It's not on fire, right? So... He doesn't uh, doesn't seem to react right away, and he uh, he and the weapon both walk from where they were to the to console itself, and he starts uh, flicking some switches, turning some knobs. There's a what were those things on your your shoes back in the '90s? Like pump it, the pump it up shoes. There's a few of those for some reason. Starts pumping those. Yeah, Nike pumps starts pumping some of those. He gets through a few of them, and you see him stop on the sixth or seventh knob. He's turning, and he flicks it up. He kind of stops. He flicks it back down and flicks it back up again. Flick, 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 flick. He kind of takes a step back and, and strokes his big red beard. And uh, he's not booming his voice anymore, so you can't you can't hear what he's saying. But he he says something to the weapon, 
and he says something to some of the gravers around and uh, two of the gravers walk over to him and he's he's talking to them pointing at them pointing at the machine uh the device fuck gotta call it by his trademark name so we can sell toys of it um he finally shoes them away like like fuck you i don't need you over here flicks it a few more times then moves past it to a few other uh click wheels click wheels uh, he's got all sorts of things on here it's like a, it's like a fidget cube he's got all sorts of stuff to push it's a refrigerator um, sized fidget cube basically yeah flick flick button 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 but you can tell he's a little bit frustrated it's not working as he wants this was his big fucking moment right he is our our not our main villain but our our number 2 here and he was having his big i'm the fucking greatest moment here and all of a sudden these hundreds of people are watching him and it's not happening for him the way he wants and he kind of he turns back and gives everybody a wave like oh no it's it's okay don't worry and he finally he he's kind of just you see him throw his arms up and say fuck it and he uh goes to turn the big red crank wheel he he hopes it's ready at this point and you see him Stephanie you specifically see him go to turn it and he goes and it doesn't fucking move because it's rusted (laughs) over and again he kind of and so now he's frustrated he's visibly frustrated even from this distance you see him and he throws his wand down and walks over to the side and opens up a console uh, compartment here, door, to see what has happened. And as he does, mites, fleas, and other pests come flying out of the guts of the device and swarm his face. And you see him fall back onto his butt uh, and, and then his back. And he's swatting at them, swatting, uh, shaking his beard out, trying to get him out of his beard. Oh, they're uh, never getting out of there. You hear uh, all the gravers are like, oh, oh, oh. it's a, it's a big commotion. All of a sudden, uh, a, there's a, a rather large commotion here happening. And he brushes it off and he finally climbs to his feet. And some of the gravers come over try to help him. And he, he throws them off. He's pissed at this point, but he's very concerned. And he... He also, from that, takes 2d6 damage. Oh, okay. Uh, give me some damage. This is separate damage from the, the device. <laughs> Five, baby. Five damage. Okay. Yeah. He looks, uh, this sucks for him. Uh, he's got a bunch of red marks on his face all of a sudden, but this is when he, he turns to the weapon, his partner in crime and says, sabotage. And the weapon suddenly like alert stands at attention and a, a small little door, a compa- another compartment, I guess on the front of the weapon opens up and out of this compartment, what looks kind of like a horn comes out and the weapon uses this horn to set off a devastatingly loud alarm that sounds a lot like an air raid siren. And this Wait, do is... do I have one of those? No, you have a subwoofer. Oh. Uh, this air raid siren is now alerting all of the guards and all of the gravers here in Fort Fate that something is amiss. Hello, Questians. This is Danny, your Dungeon Master, coming at you in the middle of this episode. There's a lot of stuff that's going to happen after the break, so let's make this one quick. We have a podcast network. You know this by now. It is The Nostalgia Network at thenostalgianetwork.com. That is the home of Quest Friends Forever. That is the home of The Momos and The Abbas. That is the home of The Lousy Advice Podcast. And that is the home of The Nostalgia Podcast. All kinds of good podcasts about movies and TV shows and music and, of course, D&D. 
why don't you check that out? We are also on social media at Quest Friends Forever on Instagram. That's where we do our deeds. The network and the other shows also have social media. Please look them up. Please like them. Please like their stuff. Favorite it all, bookmark it, whatever you do on the internet these days, you crazy kids. And then after you do all that, you should immediately rush over to your podcast app of choice and give us a rating and a review. That would be very nice. It was Eric Lefebvre's 30th birthday earlier this month in October. Libras rise up. Um, So for his birthday, why don't you do that review process for us? That would be a delightful present for us and for him. Those ratings and reviews go a long way. Of course, you know this. Very recently, I received an email that said Quest Friends Forever was ranked 69th overall in Australia in comedy and fiction. And that is something that I love just a lot because that's the funny sex number. And also Australia is cool. And also um, just it's nice to have people listen to us and like us. And that's a really, really, really good feeling. So thank you, Australia. Thank you, everyone who has rated and reviewed. And thank you, everyone who's about to go do that right now. That's it. There's no time to waste. We have to get back to the action. This is a really fun episode. Everyone played really well. The story went a very different way than I had planned, and it was pretty fun to have to just kind of move on the fly with that. So hopefully you like it as well. Hopefully we'll see you very soon in two weeks with a new episode. Goodbye. We love you. Goodbye. Stephanie, what do you do? Your girl is running back to where, uh, in lizard form, running, lizard running. Lizard running, okay. Lizard scuttling back to town. Okay. So my plan, once I know that it it hadn't worked, that it didn't Mm -hmm. work, and I was successful, was I was going to scuttle as quickly as I could back to the place Mm -hmm. and trans back into Stephanie and hit wall of fire. Oh. Behind me. So that way they can't get in behind me into the fort. Wow. Okay. How big is wall of fire? Wall of fire is Fucking a wall solid of fire. Jesus. surface. With, it's a level four. Yeah. On a solid surface within range, uh, you can make the wall up to 60 feet long. 20 feet high and one foot thick. The wall is opaque and lasts for the duration, which is one minute. So that'll buy me enough time to get a good head start. Okay. Um, when the wall appears, each creature within it must take make a dexterity saving throw. I don't know if anybody's in there. One side of the wall selected by you deals 5d8 fire damage to each creature that ends its turn within 10 feet of that side or inside That's the a lot. wall. Okay. Uh, on the other side, the wall deals no damage. So your side, presumably. Um, okay. So my question for that is, you said you were going to run back toward the fort. Uh, are you getting all the way back to the fort first and then casting this, uh, the you know, the path that you came back from? Or are you casting it right now where they are out in the field and then taking off running? Oh, no. I want to I wanna cut off the fort. And if I do it now, they could just run around it. Okay. I will say this is a very, very big, very important fort. There's going to be more than one entrance. Um, That's fine. I just want to cut off the 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 entrance you go in. The quickest one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you you do that. Um, 
during the the commotion and the hubbub of the the mites and the the sabotage and the alarm going off, uh, you you take off running. Uh, you're a lizard, so it's not going to be the fastest, uh, but right. you're staying low key. Uh, and the gravers that were out there in the field in the circle, they don't immediately start running back toward the fort. Some of them run forward to try to help the artificer. Some of them are talking to each other. No one's really exactly sure the first course of action. So you have a good uh, at least 30 seconds of just pure lizard running before anybody even realizes kind of the first step. So you get you get far enough. Again, not super far because lizard, um, not as big steps. <laughs> um, uh, but So you get about 30 seconds to head start and then you, you hear kind of... Uh, or you glance back over your lizard shoulder and you see the gravers kind of start uh, start to organize and some of them start to head back toward the fort. Uh, again, there's hundreds and hundreds of them. Some of them are pretty far away on the other side of the circle, so it's not going to be all of them at once. But uh, some of them start to group up and start to look like they're going to head your way. You make it to the entrance of the fort, the the first one you found, the one that you uh, you the device was rolled out of, the east gate, and you turn back into a human then? How close are the gravers behind me that are coming to the fort? Within... 100, 100 feet. Okay, I'm going to keep scuttling until I feel like they're about 30 feet. Oh, because you want them to get closer. I I want them to get closer and freak out. And I don't want to, because I feel like as soon as I reveal myself, it's going to be like, hey, blah, 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 right? <laughs> uh-huh. um, so my plan is when I feel like they're close enough, I'm going to hit that. Uh, I'm going to turn into, because um, I use a bonus action, turn into myself. I'm going to hit that at the last possible second and then take off fucking running to where my friends are. Cool. The only thing about that is that you don't know exactly where your friends are because you weren't there when they discovered the location of the basement. So you'll just be kind of running into the fort. But beyond that, uh, unless you have a way to communicate with one or all of them. I do. Okay. So we'll do that <laughs> next. So you get into the fort and you 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 fucking wait for your moment as now human Stephanie, and at the right moment, you cast this wall of fire. You're going to get some of them. (laughs) Some of them are close enough that they are going to get burned. Yeah, And they're also wearing heavy metal armor. That armor is going to get hot. We have done heat metal on these guys before, and they are not going to like it. So how much damage are you rolling on me? It deals 5d8 (laughs) fire damage to each creature. So the quickest group that got out of the circle will say there's... uh, there's a, there's a dozen. There's a dozen of them. The quickest, the fleetest of foot of the gravers that have made it back here first are going to be right near this wall. So tell me how badly you hurt these dozen gravers. Uh, that's an eight. Oh, my that's God. Eight. You liar. That's an eight. No. You rolled oh, three no, eights no, no. in a row? I'm sorry. I was... Oh, no, no, no. God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. You're I was dead. just... And you're dead. And you're dead. So a six, a three, and a two. Eleven. And a seven and a five. 23. Okay. These uh, quick, quickest gravers uh, are very surprised by this huge wall of fire that appears as if from nowhere that blocks their path. And in the close proximity to the flames of this massive wall, they're going to take 23 fire damage. Uh, Their heavy metal armor gets very hot. The flames... Yeah, heavy metal. Uh, the flames get inside the armor. You see some of them uh, obviously fall back and scramble away, and they take their helmets off. Uh, some of them take their armor off. Um, this is uh, this group of gravers. Um, I guess you can't see them through the flames, huh? I can't, but this will be good for the listeners. I'm okay. sure they will be excited. So uh, some of them start to tear their armor off, and if you could see them, you would see that, uh, let's see, 
a few of them, uh, at least half of them, half of them exactly, actually. I'm the DM. I say what goes. Half of them are, <laughs> uh, are elves, which you have not seen any elf gravers before. But for you, that would be significant, I guess, because you're an elf. But uh, yeah, so you've got your wall. You're, you're, you're free to go to do whatever you want. So you, you now are uh, in, inside the, the limits of Fort Fate. I contact Ellie. Ellie, where are you? We need to go right now, right now, right now. And now she can talk back because she has the circlet, right? Yes. That's what we decided? Okay. Um, you hear, you hear, <laughs> you hear say, ah, hello? Oh, I haven't done this yet. This is weird. Hi. Uh, hi, you where are me? you? Hi, I have uh, 50 seconds. Where oh, are man. you? Oh, man. Telepathy is so weird. Isn't this crazy? Uh, Ellie? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, Do you uh, hear that? Oh, yeah, sorry. You do that way better. Are you mentally, telepathically making noises at each other right now? Yeah. So so again, in the fiction, it's just Stephanie standing now near this wall, kind of hands to her temples, like with dramatic eyes, like, and then wherever Ellie is, Val and, and Jared just see Ellie, like kind of looking up into the sky, like, huh, but not saying anything. Um, so Ellie says, okay, um, do you remember where you talked to the horses? Yes. Go there. Go inside. Okay. And then go downstairs. I'm running already. I'll, I'll, come, I'll come out to meet you so you know where it is. Okay. So you remember, so it takes you not very long. As you get closer, uh, again, it's a big fort. So uh, you look back as you get to near where you know this building to be, and you see that your wall has dissipated by this point. Um, Excellent. So I'm it's ready. been one minute so you know now that with the wall gone the huge wave of gravers is about to uh in- invade here so you uh turn the turn a corner turn another corner you're running around um you're running through these streets of this this fort you you turn a couple corners and eventually as you approach this building you see uh that ellie has come outside uh she's standing outside the front door she's taken off her her helmet so you can see that it's her and not just some random graver and she has it under her arm and she's like waving you over like come on come on come on You'll never guess what's downstairs. I'm ready. Here I come. So you reach the doorway. Um, she she kind of like is doing like a you go first kind of like, you know, pushing you down. Not pushing you down, but. Let's oh, go. Oh, oh, okay. Um, you you run in ahead of her by yourself and go down the stairs. Uh, oh, sorry. Into the artificer's quarters and then down the stairs to the titular, uh, last episode's titular basement. Uh, and Stephanie, now you see what uh, the rest have seen for a little while this giant warehouse full of just uh i believe about a dozen jail cells big fucking jail cells with a lot of people in each of them very meager very bad looking area uh like we said they only have like straw for blankets it's bad uh val and jared you're here now you are downstairs um when the alarm went off the air horn went off uh it happened right as jolliver was trying to step out of his cell uh, the air horn siren has scared the fuck out of these uh, Rivadians. They are not having a good time down here. It has been... Everybody get through. That was me. My bad. Go, 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 go. They're right here. Go, 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 go. <laughs> oh, fuck. We got to hurry. You guys so that, get in the hole. That's get right here. in the hole. Right now, <laughs> no, it's not right the now, hole. It's right not, no one's going in the right, hole. Right go in the hole. No. Just go. That, that while, while the air horn is... things are coming. While the air horn is going off, mm-hmm. Val stands next to, not in front of the portal, but kind of like next to the portal, sort of mm-hmm. like gesturing at it Vanna White style. Yeah. Like, eh, eh. <laughs> And then I also 
countercharm.exe program launching. Everybody chill out. I know there's a so there's an air horn, there's an air raid like siren going off, but also some sick beats. Yeah. Just so uh so Stephanie comes bounding down the stairs screaming about this. Val is playing uh <laughs> chillsong.exe. Uh yeah. Jared hip hop. Jared, you've gone over to uh the cell where Jolliver is to try to like talk talk him out basically. Um and he's kind of like shrunk back down and he's kind of like shaking his head like no. No. No, I can't go out of the cell. They'll they'll know where I am and they'll come get me again and I I can't allow that to happen. No, I got to protect my my people. No. Um, Jolliver, you jolly fucking ass, get out of the cage and get in the <laughs> hole. You um, have to go now. The people are all kind of looking at the Jolliver. He's kind of the de facto leader by this point uh since especially since Mabel was already uh rescued. So what Jolliver does, pretty much everyone's going to follow. So Jared, why don't you roll a, uh, a a roll here to try to persuade him? We'll say it's persuasion at this point, but why don't you roll with advantage? Because uh, obviously they know if they come out, they will be saved. Uh, they're just very scared to take that first step because they have been very badly mistreated down here. And they know what happens if they step out of line. I did roll a five, but I do have a plus nine persuasion. I also t- said with advantage to so roll it twice. Oh, that's right. Roll that shit twice, baby. Okay, I got a 10. So you got a 10 plus 9? 10 plus 9, 19. Okay. So uh, seeing Stephanie come down, uh, recognizing even another person that uh, he he had dealt with before, he realizes, hey, this this might be it. This might be me getting saved and us getting saved. Uh, His inner monologue says, and he, from his position on the ground, his fetal position on the ground, looks up to Jared and goes... Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and trust you. Okay, before you. Oh wait, never mind. <laughs> well, hang on. Is there is there a caveat? No, no, there was not a caveat. Also, also, very last thing. No matter what you do, absolutely under no circumstances, you need to remember to. Oh, never mind. It's fine. Ah, uh, it's fine. <laughs> no, I was I was thinking of a funny scenario where it's like you know those dumb in in war movies because war is dumb and war movies are dumb mm-hmm. where there's one guy who's like I can't do it I can't do it and then the other guy like helmet to helmet is like listen to me man you gotta yeah. go you gotta <laughs> get out there think about your wife think about those kids think about your dog <laughs> and he's like I can't he's like you can and then it's like the whole thing I was gonna do that but then. He's I I'm already so good at persuading that like that probably happened before, uh, but it was in the form of a roll and it's just, yeah. I'm so that was good your, at the game that, that I was don't your even first try that happened before Stephanie yeah. got down there so before we joined the scene. Um, do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember the movie Backdraft? Of course. Yeah. Who doesn't? Do you remember? Do you remember the very end of it where he's hang, holding on to him with, with one hand and he's on fire and he's like, "Let go, bull!" And then and then <laughs> like that. And then what does he say? What does he say, Danny? You go. We go. That's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens. But it's like a ten minute pause. It's yeah, a very long pause. I just remember being so afraid of the backdraft at Universal Studios that I yes, like, the fire you I could feel on your face. Oh my god, it, you're stuck I, in a room and they light kid, it on fire, and you're like, oh, some of my cool. hair. we're gonna die close. here. I was too close when I, I went on that when I was a little kid, the little tour thing. And they if you're throw, in that throw front row, you. you're. Fucked. I did no, no, that happened. I, I had little burnt hairs on my arm. Is that true? Yeah, absolutely. Why didn't you sue the bejesus out of them? Because I was. I'm 10. All right. And it That's, was cool. I guess because it was, it was, I was excited. I got cool my money's story. worth out of that. It's a cool story. Uh, so all of that's going through Jolliver's mind. He's thinking about backdraft. And he, uh, <laughs> there's a big dramatic moment of he straightens the, the burlap shirt he's wearing and stands up 
triumphing over the the abuse and mistreatment he and the Remedians have suffered over these last couple of weeks. And he turns back towards the hundreds of Remedians here and he shouts, we're going home. And he waves his arm and he steps out of his cell. And uh, these Remedians are, uh, again, not in great shape. So they're not gonna be sprinting full speed. Some of them are hurt. There's a lot of people that have to be helped over, but people emerge and they start heading toward the portal. It's, it's here, it's time. And uh, Jolliver has his arm around uh, um, another Remedian, a, a dwarf guy. And uh, they, they walk up together and they go, okay, we just step through this vortex here. Is that, is that the, the idea? Yeah, you you go from here into there. Uh-huh. Where am I going to be? Not here, which is primarily the 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 best option. I guess you you know what? When you're right, you're right. And you, you sir are right. And he again kind of turns back towards his people and he goes, "Okay, I'll go first to show it's okay." Uh, here we go. And Jolliver steps through the portal and disappears as one does when they step through a portal and you no longer see him. Okay. I know that this is really hard, but there's about 8,000 people that are coming down here. So do not go single file. Just go. Get, 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 get. And uh, Stephanie is readying a spell in case like she hears people coming down the stairs. Okay. Val casts Dancing Lights with glow sticks, uh-huh. but sort of like a like a drone show at night at a, at a theme park uh, they form into big giant arrows pointing towards the portal okay. like car- cartoonishly large arrows that are like we're just in this this basement and it's like there's really no need for them to be that big but it's clearly that's the direction you fuckers need to go so that works uh they i mean obviously the, the big swirling portal is also a pretty good sign of where to go yeah but i'm helping uh, sure and remedians by the tens by the dozens move into this portal that is opening somewhere in the Petrichor Forest. You've warned Timothy that a fuck ton of people are coming. And here they go. Slurp, slurp, slurp. That's them stepping into the portal. Oh, okay. Uh, not. I was like, wait, are we having drinks? <laughs> or... And you're just kind of waving them through. Uh, I mean, is anyone doing anything else? Or are you just like, just encouraging, go, 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 wave through? Well, I mean, I start pushing them because okay. <laughs> there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. We're running out of time. Of yes. I hear footsteps coming down those stairs. And I'm like... We got to go, go, go. So some people are like, I don't know if I, and I'm just like trip in the portal. And they're like, no, but I left my wallet in trip in the portal. <laughs> like, no, but my hands, I'm like trip in the portal. You need to go. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't know what everybody else is doing, but that's what me. That's what so I'm while that's happening, everyone roll a perception check, please. Oh no. Are we going to oh, fight? No. Oh man. Is it just like a 30? Is it low for you? I rolled a five, uh-huh. so I got Plus. sixteen. I only got Jesus sixteen. Christ, twenty-one. I got seventeen. So it's funny that Jared mentioned that he he hears something coming. I'm very perceptive because you do. You hear the sound of many many footsteps entering the the foyer upstairs and heading toward uh, this this staircase of this basement. My turn. My turn. My turn. You did say you're ready to action, so what what do you did. have for me? I look around for Ellie and I'm I'm ready to say like, all right, I got this. You ready? Look at how cool I am. Wow, I'm holding back an army. And that's when you realize that Ellie is not downstairs with you. Ellie? Ellie, where are you? 
Ellie? Just go with it. What? Trust me, okay? What? I'm not... Where are you? I can't leave you. You'll see. Like, Stephanie is, like, literally standing there in shock trying to figure out what to do. So, so as the more and more Remedians pile into this portal uh, and Val and Jared are, are on portal duty, are you rushing up the stairs or are you waiting? Um, I'm going to go up the stairs and try to see what's up. What you see when you reach the top, you see uh, a lot a lot of gravers, quite a few. And the artificer and the weapon are also there. And standing with them, just as you saw her last, uh, with her helmet off, is Ellie. And Ellie is standing at the front of this group, looking at you. And the artificer turns to Ellie and says, Now, what do you want us to do about these here rabble-rousers, Miss Landgrave? And Ellie just looks at you like with her eyes wide and again telepathically tells you, trust me. Okay. And she says, well, what do we, what do we got here? Hmm. I got an idea. Why don't we blast them back down the stairs, huh? Why don't we teach this one a lesson? And you hear kind of a, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. And Ellie tells you again telepathically. I had to. They they saw me. I had to I had to go with it. So I'm sorry. I'm not leaving without you. Well, there you are. It's a good thing <laughs> that I'm here because do you know what's happening down there? Hmm. Well, those people are trying to leave and they have this whole thing happening down there right now and somebody cast erupting earth that's me i just cast it right now behind oh, me shit. oh okay <laughs> like like because i i got a i got a range on that baby i got 120 feet on that so i'm gonna look to the bottom of the staircase and just like go and then it's coming up oh no oh no oh no so there's no way that that we can get there that's the only way in who builds something and only has one staircase who 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 does that who was in charge of this place so did you just block jared and val and the remedians down there well they're going through the the portal well yeah but you you cut off them from yourself and i cut ourselves off yes uh okay. Wait, is that not what you had planned? No, I thought no. That... This is fine. This is fine. <laughs> you um, know, if you can talk to each other telepathically and nobody else can hear the conversation, it's important to communicate. <laughs> well, I what mean, we're all kind of do. in the in the moment. I mean, all literally dozens of gravers with more outside, plus the artificer, plus the weapon, all just standing here. This is this is a bit of a showdown right now. Well, there's also no way that I could get back down there with Ellie. Without it being like, oh, hey, come, come on, Landgrave, let's check this out. Like, yeah, uh, Ellie there's had a, no way to get out of that. Ellie had a plan, but now it's not going to happen, I guess. Uh, okay, did she say? She said telepathically. She goes, "Oh shit." Yeah, <laughs> you do that, and Ellie goes telepathically to you. Oh, okay. 
I guess we're in this together, huh? Uh, back downstairs, uh, this erupting earth spell happens, uh, cutting off the only way out of this big fucking warehouse basement. Um, we're down to just the last few Remedians uh, getting through the portal. So now, Jared and Val, you are, seem to be stuck down there. Uh, what do you guys do or think right now? So as the last few people go through the portal, I Jared has started pickpocketing each one. At a certain point through this process, Jared <laughs> like, thought, are you bored with the rescue and you need something and to keep you preoccupied? Like, yeah, Jared, yeah, they don't have, have anything. Any, anything of value. Maybe like it's a few like pennies. Yeah, but I think collectively it could okay. be something valuable. He does it more for the sport. Yeah, it's it, really for fun. It's like, to stay sharp like, at this point. I mean, at this point, people are going through the thing. I'm giving them like a butt pat to go through, and I'm like, "Got oh, it." They have things in their pockets. Let me see. There's like, whoop, go, I was say, "Oh, whoop, they have a go, juicy whoop, ass." Go. Um, I'm like the. <laughs> I mean, Grinch that's also part of it too. Point. Yeah. yeah. I'm okay. like the Grinch. Two birds of one stone. <laughs> so Grinch, Jared. Okay. Um, um. And then this erupting earth happens, and uh, there's a bit of a, like a, a cave in basically, and you are now cut off from the stairs where Stephanie and Ellie are upstairs. You know that. Yeah, but the but our portal is still open. Portal, yeah, you're you're still there and it's fine. The portal's fine. How many people are How many people are left? (laughs) The last ten are shuffling in right now. Okay, so as that happens, I shield myself and myself only. I don't care about the other people near me um, (laughs) from the rocks as they sort of crack and crumble. You use them as meat shields. Yeah, almost. (laughs) Um, So that momentarily stops the process of pushing people through the portal. Uh, and then as the dust settles, I kind of like look around and I'm like, well, shit, I guess half of our team is dead. Hello. It's just me and the robot. Greetings. I am a variant alpha psionic <laughs> Altonian Lexo transceiver um, unit, model number XFCED001, but you can call me Val for short. It's great to meet you. Okay, well, we got to save the rest of the people. Go. And then I grab the other person by the collar and I throw them through. And then I start doing the rest. Uh, I get through all of them. Mm-hmm. The portal's still open. Yep. Um, I meekly and generally timidly call out, Stephanie? Stephanie? <laughs> Stephanie? No response to the rocks. Val is suddenly scared and runs up to Jared's side and hugs him like a toddler. Ah. <sighs> Don't you have like lasers or something? Can't you like through this and like get them? Sure thing. And then Val casts the further dancing lights, and just it's just a rave, like a very small <laughs> pathetic rave, just of glow sticks circling around Jared and Val. Jesus Christ! Uh, I, I guess I go to the rocks and I like attempt to pull some rocks out. Like this is like lava, just. It's like it's not like lava. It's um a fountain of churned earth. Okay, so it blocks the whole entrance. But also, I will say that when it happened, uh, the it's a pretty narrow area. So it also some of the earth like sprouted it up and hit the the ceiling of this stairwell, and some of the ceiling ca- uh, came down too. So there's like extra detritus in there and shit. That shit is blocked, baby. Um, ev- all the remedians are are through. Uh. The only person left down there with you guys is Gilly, uh, the the Bob Hoskins guard who you convinced to to lower it. I don't. I think we knocked him out. 
or something, but he's he's still down there, uh, but he's not really doing anything. He's up, he's up no help right now. Do we... He- okay, I'm going to do a... Uh, would it be perception? Can okay. we hear a big group of people on the other side of the rubble? Uh, you... <sighs> You heard all the footsteps from everybody kind of like clambering in, mm-hmm. but um, no, there's enough rocks and shit in the way. And now, especially because it's a conversation happening just between Ellie pretending to be someone else and Stephanie, it sounds like maybe pretending to be someone else. Um, I got a, for, I don't care. I got a 17 plus five for perception. Uh, you can maybe hear voices faintly, but you can't make out what they're saying. Okay. I'm going to run to our dumb hot guard. Gilly. Yeah. And I'm going to pick him up off the ground. Okay. Attempt to, at least. Um, you, have to make put you have to go. <laughs> and I lift him over. I mean, yeah, I know. I wish. Um, but no, it's <laughs> that whole thing. Okay. So uh, I say in sort of a, a big sort of boomy vibrato, um, we have your friend. Give us back our friend, and we'll give you yours. Can they even hear him say that? Yeah, there's no. Response. I'm assuming. They I'm assuming there's going to be no answer. It's a hell of an um, effort. I like that, but um, um, I say again, about, we have your friend, and he will become a sacrifice if 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 you don't give us back <laughs> our friend. Plural. <laughs> uh, it echoes a little bit, and now this huge, empty fucking warehouse basement. But uh, no, really good, really good acoustics in here. Yeah, it's, it's good down I, here. It I, booms this, like crazy down here. I drop Gilly's body, and I'm like, "Fuck, you're no help." Damn it! I pick up Gilly and I chuck him in the portal. <laughs> and then I do, the, and then after that, I do the thing where it's like you know, like you brush your hand off after like a job well done. Like a job like, well well, done. My yeah. job here is done. Okay, Gilly to the portal. <laughs> All I know is that I can see I can see that Stephanie, my best friend in the whole world, is in trouble right now. So now my one and only purpose to exist is to save Stephanie. Okay. At any means with any means possible. Okay. And then I look towards the stairs and I pause for a second and I I kinda I remember like what was up there. So I'm assuming that Stephanie must be standing like right on the other side of this rock pile. So I I'm gonna do dimension door. Okay. So I say so I say Now you see me. Poof. And then I teleport. I hope it's right in front of Stephanie. Or like near there to where I can I can because I wanna go I wanna go wherever she I'm assuming that this just happened. So she has to be just on the other side of this. So I'm gonna go up there, grab her. I have two fourth level spell slots. So mm-hmm. I can I can do this twice. So I can go up there and then grab her and I'm able to what does it say? You can bring along objects as long as their weight doesn't exceed what you can carry. Uh, and you person, can also right? you can also bring one willing creature of what well, says of your size or smaller who can carry gear. But I think that's just for them to carry stuff. I mean, you can bring them along and they can have yeah. their gear with them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So I go up there and I need to. My first immediate thing I need to do is find Stephanie and grab her in case she's in trouble. So Val, you, <laughs> without saying anything to Jared. Uh, you just teleport out of this basement. So now Jared's alone in the basement, literally. <laughs> Gilly's gone. The Remedians are gone. No, he hears me. No, he hears me because I say, poof, now you see me. I guess you I say, disappear. now you see me. Okay, okay, that's been established. You've teleported before when you were in Ripley. So I guess that would be established. But still. But, it, but maybe it's it's when he had his back turned to me and he didn't see me teleport. But still gone, yeah. Yeah. So Jared, you're now by yourself in the basement. Uh, 
you're you're also gillyless. Yeah, completely alone. Yeah, the portal's there though. Yeah, the portal's there. Um, so I'm just like, uh, guys, <laughs> guys, Val, you teleport back into the foyer, right into the smack dab middle of the room, and what you see and what we as the audience see on one side near where their entrance to the stairs would be if there hadn't been a cave-in is Stephanie facing the front door of where other people would come in. On the other side, you see Ellie in her full graver armor, helmet off, and directly behind her, just enough gravers to fucking fill this room, jam-packed. An army of gravers. An army of gravers. Even out the door, you can see them out the windows. And then Jesus. next to Ellie, you see the artificer who you saw earlier, and you see the weapon, a robot who looks exactly like you. And you, Val, being the little mischievous robot that you are, teleport the exact dead center of the room between these two sides <laughs> of this standoff. And Ellie was in the middle of saying something. And when you teleport in, the words in the room just cut off. And then you hear, poof, now you don't. The second half of it? <laughs> yeah. The entire room just stops talking because... All of a sudden, there is another robot in this fucking room. There's now two of this robot. Do I look like the other robot? Does you look exactly look like, like, like the weapon. Like carbon copy? You are the same robot. But I have a crudely soldered subwoofer in my There have been some, some, what do they call it? Post-factory mods? What do they call that? <laughs> um, yes. So uh, everyone is just frozen for a second because no one knows what the fuck. Even Stephanie is like, what? The weapon speaks first. And the weapon says, Halt. I am the war-enhancing automaton preponderant oppression neutralizer, model number W34P0N, but you can call me the weapon for short. That's pretty good. Slay. <laughs> the name then, spells weapon, and then the, the model number is W34P0N, which also spells weapon. Uh-huh. It's, 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 I it spells it. pwn. It spells pwn to own. I worked it's really hard got, on you that. You got pwned. <laughs> Uh, I respond and I say, "Greetings. I am a variant Alpha Psionic Altonian Are we doing that? transceiver <laughs> unit, model number XFCED001. But you can call me Val for short. Uh-huh. It's great to meet you." And then, and then immediately followed up with an impromptu, "Hello, Val. Get what is?" Val turns around to Stephanie and says, "Thank you for your assistance. You've been a great help." The big crowd starts, some of the gravers start to move towards you, Val. Because uh, they run, don't like this. I run to uh, Val, like full speed, run to Val. So I'm like, next to Val, I say, Val, we need to get out of here right now. So three things happen right now. Oh my God. Don't worry, I don't have to roll for this. Three things happen right now. Number one, with my right hand, I take Stephanie's hand and I hold her hand. Number two, with my left hand, I give the other robot the middle finger. <laughs> uh-huh. And then number three, I say, Now you see me. Poof. And then the two of us teleport back down into the basement. As you are poofing away, uh, two more things happen simultaneously. <laughs> as you are saying, now you see me, uh, as that line is happening. Stephanie, in your head, you hear the voice of Ellie again say, I'll be okay. Go. And Val, 
you see the artificer kind of with a puzzled look on his face. And he starts to say a word that you don't hear the end of because you teleport away. But he says, the genera? And then you're gone. And uh, Stephanie and Val are back downstairs with Jared. Poof. Now you don't. Okay. Um, I have one more thing. One more. Just one more. Okay. This is my, my last ditch effort. And I'm going to say telepathically, Ellie, if you can get to the staircase down here right now, I can still get you through. If you get through by yourself, remember that thing that I did in the bone zone? I can do it again. Just, just, I, I can't, I can't leave you. And I excavate, uh, I mold earth. So the, the eruption that was just caused, I take a five foot cube out. So there's like a five foot cube hole that she could fit through. Okay. Telepathically, I'm going to say, if you can make this work right now, you can come with me. If this doesn't work, I will be back for you. I don't know what else to do. I'm so sorry. And Ellie starts like sobbing. And you fuckers don't understand what's happening because this is all just like, I'm just kind of like looking far away and you see me like move some of the earth that I just put there. And you're probably like, what the fuck is happening? That That's my final thing. Okay. So this last ditch effort, you, uh, you, 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 you dig through. Um, so the, the hole just goes all the way through back to the top. Like there's just a gap there now amongst the rubble. Um, it's, it's a five foot. Oh, I guess it wouldn't. Cause it's a five foot cube. Oh, it's just, just a single cube. You can't like move it. Um, I mean, I guess I could, it's a cantrip. So I could just make a little tunnel just and do it cube, a couple times. Cube, 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 cube. Okay. Yeah. So you're, I could chipping away at Lightning it. Okay. Lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. Yeah. She's playing. <laughs> She's playing expert mode Minecraft right now. So you punch a bunch of holes now in the mess you yourself created, by the way. You're responsible for all this, this, this mess in the, in the staircase. Um, you punch a bunch of holes and you, you, you reach the top of the stairs now. So now there is a gap that people can see down. Um, when, you, when you punch these holes, obviously this is making noise, I mm-hmm. assume. Um, so a bunch of people have now approached the hole. And so the first couple faces or the first couple things you see are some some gravers like peeking in, but then you hear back off and uh, they part and Ellie walks forward and peers down the hole and she goes to telepathically to Stephanie. She goes, I think this will work. Okay, quick. Come on. Come on. She turns back to the guards and she says, let me hand. Let me handle this one. I um. I am gonna do it myself. I've. I've got this. I'm gonna handle this rabble rouser. Oh my god, you're so brave. You're doing this. You could do this. Let me just crawl through this rubble here. Don't come down till you hear her death scream. Cause I'm the land grave. <laughs> that was so intimidating. Oh my god. Confirmation. She uh, she makes her way through the rubble. She she has to duck a little bit. It's not a big, huge space, but she's coming down there, and she reaches the bottom, and she runs up to you, Stephanie, and she just hugs you immediately. Okay, I hug her. I hug her back. I'm crying, and I look at everybody. Let's go. Let's go right now. Yeah, go, 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 Right the fuck go, go, now. And I'm hugging Ellie and running and crying and trying to like just give orders crying and 
running and <laughs> doing all of those not. things at the same yeah. time. So all of that happens. You you approach the portal and uh, no one else is coming down. And <laughs> one last time for dramatic effect, Ellie yells back up the stairs. Halt, villain! This shall be a very long battle. Nobody come down here. <laughs> and arm in arm, hand in hand, the four of you together again enter the portal. This podcast has been brought to you by the Nostalgia Network. Visit thenostalgianetwork.com for more. Avatar The Last Airbender is more than just a show. It's a conversation of growth. Of trauma. Of culture. Of intention. And of change. The Mamas and the Appas is a weekly conversational podcast from the Nostalgia Network dedicated to discussing the Avatar universe as folklore, episode by episode. I'm Eric Lefebvre. I'm Dr. Amber Jones. And I'm Jessica Tercero. Join us weekly as we dig into all things Avatar and Korra, including Uncle Iroh's hot bod versus his war criminal history. Avatar Aang's well-meaning cultural revisionism versus Zuko's performance of toxic masculinity. How ultimately Katara is the savior and the hero of the story. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the or wherever you get your podcasts.